1: Welcome to another episode of My Third Eye. Tonight we're going to be talking to my good friend Alan from England and his good friend and my new friend Rob. We're going to talk about some uh, plant-based medicine, holistic healing, and go from there. Uh, If you like this podcast, please check out Alt Media United, where you can find the Wicked Planet podcast, Awake Not Woke podcast, and many, many more. We are a value-for-value show. Just like everyone on on Alt Media United. Uh, don't forget to check out my Instagram at My Third Eye Podcast, my Telegram at t.me forward slash My Third Eye Podcast. And if you want to catch Alan and what he's working on on Telegram, you can get in touch with him through Telegram on t.me forward slash real underscore history underscore what underscore do underscore you underscore no. That's t.me, real history, what do you know? And please enjoy the show.
2: All right, we're live. For some reason, I've got a message just come straight across the front of my screen there. Um, it
3: probably said to... I was recording. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, got it. It's
2: just, it's just frozen across the screen. Is that the same for you, Alan?
3: I got a, got, uh, you're being recorded now and in the blue button. Got it. So I click got it. So just look for a button and tick it. Oh it!
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Did you got did you get got it? Yeah. <laughs>
2: you just had to scroll down for it a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, hi, please, pleased to meet you, Ghost. Good yeah. to see you again,
3: Alan. So Yeah, good to see both of you again. Yeah, I uh, have Alan and Rob from across
1: the pond, all from uh, England. Uh, Alan is originally a feisty little Irishman, though. <laughs> yeah From Ireland. Not like I, li- I can't say little, though, either. You're, you're no, probably sadly not biggest- so
3: little anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you're a big Irishman. Yes. Yes, indeed. But um, yeah, it's great to be on the show now. So yeah. when you're asked, uh, thanks for inviting us on. Absolutely. And, uh, Anytime. I'm sure we'll talk about something interesting. Uh or many things interesting. Yes. I know Rob will, definitely. Yeah. Let's yourself. Take
1: it away. What do you uh you want to talk about uh, plant based medicines? What's uh let's Yeah, I'd love away. to
2: just Yeah, I'd love to just have a quick chat about like medicines that you can just make for yourself in your home, you know? Mm-hmm. Um just very, very simple stuff that you can grow throughout the summer in your back garden um, and then turn into medicines which will cure you of all manner of different things from cancer to alzheimer's to diabetes you know from arthritis to rsi to gout migraines toothaches do you know what i mean practically every sort of pain that you can get on your body is healable from one plant Um, which is cannabis Um, and I'm not just talking about CBD which is the buzz keyword part of the plant at the moment but the full extract of the plant the THC and the CBD um, hopefully including as many terpenes in that as well Um, they're basically different flavonoids that are just going to encourage something called the entourage effect um, the more of these terpins, THCs, THCA, CBDs, CBN, CBGs, you know, all of these different cannabinoids together act phenomenally much better than just like the one CBD, which is what what the buzzword is at the moment, you know? Right. Um, so, I mean, literally just a couple of plants in your back garden will give you enough um, salve or enough product to make a salve which will cure probably 80% of the problems that the population faces at the moment, you
1: know. And yet it's so dangerous. Yeah,
2: exactly. You know, from the old reefer madness days um, where they completely did a a number on us um, about the bad sides of cannabis, literally, it was the whole inversion thing. Cannabis is one of the most fantastic medicines that there is, you know, and there's no dispute in that as soon as you learn it, as soon as you see it. You're never I know. going to believe the things that the government tell you about things about health ever again, you know, because it is just so blatantly against the public, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just I know I enjoyed it in my younger years in the uh recreational way. Uh, mm-hmm. it, wasn't, it wasn't until I got older that I started realizing that there was a lot of health benefits to marijuana, the plant, the whole plant in general. Um, from Helping with you know I guess they first with the biggest thing was oh give give it to cancer patients to encourage eating and da 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 you know that was the big story that that was told here in America i don't you know, probably worldwide I would assume, and now all the study that's been gone into the to the plant and the explosion of popularity that it it's gaining and hopefully more states and countries will will Push to legalize it so people can start getting healthy again.
2: You see the problem with legalization, and obviously I would love legalization, but what happens then is that it gets planted firmly in the hands with the people that have enough money to invest in it in the beginning. Do you know yeah, what I mean? And these yeah. are generally the people that we don't want to be handing our health benefits to, you know. No. And and it's going not on regulated. in the country in the moment, you know. Apparently the UK is the biggest medicinal supplier of marijuana to the to the world market, but okay. it's illegal for us to own. And it's something that the ex-prime minister's husband profits from. <laughs> Shocker. Do you know what I mean? Yes, like serious. It's proper tuck up, you know? So, I mean, what I prefer to tell people is to, instead of campaign for legalization, just grow it yourself. Have two or three plants in the garden, you know? Do it yourself. You know what's going into it. You know that there isn't nasty chemicals being used to accelerate the growth of it. Um, You can tend to it and tell it that you love it every day and it will turn into the most fantastic medicine that you can possibly get your hands on, you know? Um, Like, literally, I've been making cream, real simple process, just coconut oil with cannabis bud, um, cooked over in a rice cooker over 24 hours, two hours on, two hours off, really low heat. And you just basically sieve it at the end of the extraction, or infusion, I should call it, um, and then jar it up. Um, and that is just the most amazing thing. You know, I've seen... Well, Alan's wife, Lorraine, for instance, had particularly bad yeah. RSI. And gave her a jar of the cream, and you know, within a few days, it's all better again.
1: Now, yeah. for, for someone with a fifth-grade education like me, uh, when you say RSI, what? what, what sorry, <laughs> sorry, RSI
2: so those repetitive strain injury. Okay, it's basically like similar to an arthritic condition. It's where one muscle gets used a lot, and because it's getting used so much, it flushed through with blood that's not pure.
1: Okay. You know,
2: not the blood isn't taking the waste away from the area, so it just clogs up basically.
1: Now I suffer from uh what they call tennis elbow.
2: Yeah, that's exactly right.
1: Yeah, RSI And, yep. um, and both yeah, sides. That's, that's that sort of thing, yeah. Hands go numb. My wife is now starting to to come down with with it too and I, th- there's days it feels like I've I've stuck my hands in hot oil and they just burn. Okay. It's like ah.
2: Okay, so I mean, I'd be happy to talk you through the
1: process of making it into a cell. The thing is, a thing is, with my job, I, c- I can't use it because I get tested for, for marijuana. Okay.
2: It's, yeah, it, I mean, I never
1: actually. Sorry. Oh, so it, yeah, okay. So then I guess it wouldn't really inject. It's a cream. Same, okay. Yeah, it's a cream that you put topically on. I've never actually tested whether oh. or not it would trigger
2: drugs tests or not. Okay. I would say it probably doesn't right um yeah. I must have given I don't know parted company with 200 jars of cream you know um one woman just recently said to me oh it's not going to get me high is it I'm really sensitive um and so uh, I said no 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 don't worry it's definitely not she takes me back later that night she was like Rob it's got me high you know what I mean so <laughs> There is once in a blue moon, someone would have a little bit, rub it on their skin and get high. Um, But generally, like 99.999% of the time, they're not going to, you know?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it would
2: be worth looking into whether or not it would trigger a drugs test. Maybe if your missus doesn't get tested, put some on her back regularly and then get her to do a test. Okay, that that might be a way of just seeing whether or not it would have come up in a test for you, because the fact that they're denying you that medicine is fucking against the Human Rights Act straight away. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, this is one of the most basic rights that us as humans have got is to be able to medicate ourselves successfully, you know, and without the clause of big pharma profiting from it and not even... Doing a good job while they're profiting from it, you know, they're actually making us a whole lot sicker. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Do keep, you know what I
2: mean? So by keep keeping these sorts don't... of things away from you, you're you probably going to the doctor regularly. You know, you probably trust in what he's saying. No, good. <laughs> That's what most people would do, though. You know, if they're in yes. pain, they just keep going back to the doctors. And when the doctor says, "Yeah, you need another prescription," they just eat it
1: up. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, I got a I got a text message from my healthcare provider uh, last week and trying to push the vaccine. And I, I, I don't, I've never gotten a flu shot since I got out of the military in, in 2000. I, I just refused to get any type of thing like that because for four years I was property of the government. I had to do what they said. And I, no, I'm not. And my immune system generally, even before taking the quin, has always been really pretty damn good Well, I get this text message because at one point I have severe pollen allergies and they diagnosed me with, uh, allergy induced asthma. I was like, okay. So, you know, they gave me an inhaler and this and that, well, I get this text message. Oh, you're in the top 15% of the population that that is at high risk because you have asthma. You need to get the the vaccine. I'm like, fuck, fuck you. No, Um, I don't, I don't even take my inhaler anymore because the the chloroquine that I make the quinine that I make it cured that it cured my snoring it cured a lot of my inflammation elsewhere like in my lower back and I'm like no no you you can, you can kiss my red blooded American ass nope nice
2: <laughs> yeah you know so something something <laughs> as simple as quinine alongside the cannabis medicine you know I mean that could be all encompassing you know what yeah. I mean mm-hmm. you know or maybe not all encompassing but a good portion, like 90% of the symptoms that we suffer from today could be cured with them two things alone, you know? yeah. Mm. All these things, they just keep from us, man. Oh,
1: it's, it's constant, you know, God forbid we better ourselves because then they won't have any control on on anybody. You know, if if I can find something that's going to help me with, with, okay, say I suffer from depression and there's a plant out there that, I can use to make a tea or something that I could drink daily. Um, why not? Why, why, why can't I do that? Oh, because mm-hmm. big pharma doesn't make any money on it. And all these politicians around the world that, that invest in big pharma aren't making more money and uh, being as powerful as they are to keep us little, you know, peasants in line, so to say, oh, they, they, they can fuck off. Mhm. Yeah, unfortunately,
2: it's the it's the satanic element of it as well. You know, mm-hmm. it obviously, it's a lot about the money, but it's also about the control and the depopulation. You know, all of that side of things.
1: Oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah, feeding off the pain that we're suffering. You know, I mean, what what turned me on to natural medicines was that my mum passed away when I was seventeen. and she'd had breast cancer a couple of years beforehand and she'd been radiated and chemotherapy you know to the max she had it operated on so it was removed a couple of years later she was driving down the road went blind in one eye um but for all intents and purposes you know she looked healthy you know she was getting up and working all of this sort of stuff um they basically diagnosed a brain tumor um which was inoperable you know so um they blasted her with more radiation gave her more chemotherapy and basically she lasted about three months after that happened and you know she looked to look at her she was healthy but as soon as she started to do the chemo and the radio again she just went downhill her hair fell out she couldn't walk she was in a wheelchair you know and I remember just thinking how the fuck is that gonna heal her you know something that makes you so poorly so quickly smashes your immune system to pieces and to the point that it won't ever recover you know, so if you do get rid of the cancer, your immune system is then fucked. You know, you have no natural immunity whatsoever. So any pathogen coming in could be really fucking serious for you. Um, and, you know, the, the cancer would undoubtedly return because what happens with chemo and radio is it doesn't get rid of the actual stem, stem cells. Um, so wherever that stem cell ends up after surgery, you know, is where there's going to be a new tumor that's going to proliferate. Um, and your immune system's fucked, so your immune system isn't going to fight it off. And before you know it, you've got three or four cancers that aren't responding to the chemotherapy anymore because you've got no immune system.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean?
2: But whereas with with using the cannabis and just literally cleansing every cell of your body and giving your body the exact nutrition that it needs is what's going to fix you, you know?
1: And if you think, okay, I'm just a common Joe. I, I know radiation is bad. So why do they, why do they have everybody convinced that once you get cancer, let's flood your whole body with radiation that is extremely poisonous. It kills everything that it comes in contact with and that'll cure you. No, it won't. It's just going to make me sicker down the road. Yeah. You know
2: oh, this, the the reason that the dentists step out the door is because the radiation that they're administering is bad for them, and if they're doing it to themselves every day, then they're going to get affected by it. Yeah, yeah. you know. And even the person that gets it once in a blue moon gets a great big lead mm-hmm. apron put on top of them, and it's just directed into one tiny point. You know.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. But but you know, so to think that something that causes cancer is going to cure cancer is just the most illogical thing that you could possibly consider.
1: And that's um, sadly but, I mean, where everyone's head is these days. They they just go with the flow. Yep. Yeah. That, I mean, with, with regards that. to the, the diagnosis
2: of cancer. So, for instance, um, you've got a lump somewhere. You go to the doctor. You say, "Look, doc, I'm a little bit worried. I've got this lump here." He says, "Okay, we'll shoot you down to the hospital. We'll take a biopsy of it." Now, to anybody that doesn't understand that, it's like, oh, good. You know, they're going to investigate what's actually in there and they're going to think, oh, they're going to find out this is cancer, or this isn't cancer, you know. But what actually happens is the tumor is like a real strong carrier bag. Uh-oh. It's just basically separating it out of your system to keep it there, hopefully for a later day when it's got enough ability to act on it, you know. Mm-hmm. So they poke a great big pin, needle through it, and they grab some of the contents from within the tumor and they drag it back out, back out again, you know take that off for analysis but the problem with that is is that they've punctured your tumor so that waste that is inside the tumor is now spilling out into your body constantly you know and wherever else in your body that you've got a weak point maybe a buildup of heavy metals or just i don't know maybe a broken arm a few years before wherever a weak area of your body will be that that waste will proliferate and start to grow in your tumor and then before you know it you had one but you've now got three or four Do you know what I mean? And if you've got it on your brain or inside your bones, you're really in trouble. Do you know what I mean? Whereas the initial, the initial tumor is very treatable with just normal things, you know, heavy detoxification processes, cancer killers like cannabis, bicarbonate of soda, apricot kernels, MMS, things like that.
1: You want to, you know, I worked years ago in juvenile corrections and, we had a cognitive theory class that we taught and one of them was on um, marijuana and the dangers of it because obviously the kids were in there for smoking some weed, what have you. They actually had us teaching these kids that marijuana, smoking marijuana has 23 more times cancer causing agents than a cigarette. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Talk about some bullshit like that's oh, straight up propaganda and i'm sitting there telling these kids that and i'm questioning it. i'm like this is bull i finally said someone else can teach this course because I, I i don't i don't buy it i don't believe it so
2: nice <laughs> yeah they've probably yeah. done a number on us you know i mean my father you know um really lovely guy very well likes and um, very <laughs> big businessman in the local area you know wouldn't have a bar of it right about cannabis medicines you know um i sort of spoke to him a few times like previous to my mum dying and me helping other people with it you know but he wouldn't listen you know because it was all about the doctors you know uh he passed away in february and yeah it's just like heartbreaking to think that he is just so trusting of the things that he hears from the doctors or really aka drug reps salesmen do you know what i mean pharmaceutical mm-hmm. front men do you know what i mean whatever you want to call them they're not fucking doctors no they're not they're not prescribing things for your better health else so they'll be asking you how many glasses of fresh filtered water are you drinking a day how many minutes are you exercising a day are you getting your five or nine fruit and veg per day do you know what i mean how's your relationships are you happy in life at the moment you know they, they won't be asking any of those shit. fucking questions. You know, they'll just be saying, listen, come and sit down. I'm going to write you a prescription, which, you know, after you've been taking this prescription for a few months, you're going to need another prescription for another part of your body because this this prescription's going to fuck your liver up. Well, this yeah. prescription's going to fuck your kidney up. And then you'll need some prescription to cover the kidney. You know, by the time my dad passed away, he was on 30 different medications a day.
1: Holy
2: yeah. shit. 30 different medications, um, blood clots, like all, all manner of different things, you know. But um, right up to the last minute, he completely trusted in them, you know. I remember saying to him, Listen, Dad, you know, if you're on 30 medications a day, you should feel amazing.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. We won't even bring up the question of medazinum. I think that's what my father got. He was diagnosed on a, on a, he was diagnosed on the Monday morning with cancer, and they effectively killed him by the Sunday. He was dead. Oh. Yeah, I remember. <clears throat> I remember. I remember trying to fly home. I changed my flight three times. Missed him still, but uh, again, it was it was uh, he. He had diabetes, and um, it, it developed the medicine that he was getting for it. Uh, most likely triggered a pancreatic reaction, and that's what killed him—pancreatic cancer. Although. It, it, you know, in the end, it was double pneumonia, but I'd say it was they given them medazinum, and that was that, you know. And he's one of many, just like your dad, Rob. And really, it's not about curing you, the modern medicine, the Rockefeller medicine, let's call it.
1: Yeah. Well, it's about look, look what they're giving people that go in for for COVID Uh, remdesivir. That's what's killing these people. As soon as they're given remdesivir, it starts sh- shutting down their lung systems and everything else and th- they tried to tout that oh well it nope. worked really well in, in the Ebola outbreak and da 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 well if you read further into the Ebola outbreak uh, news pamphlet that they write in medical journals or whatever no it was killing people left and right and pe- you bring that up to people or even mention it to a doctor and you're the dumb and crazy one yeah
3: that's, that's very much how the, it, it, it is, it's not about curing people. It's about maintaining a client base. And, um, this is how the business model works and operates. And that Rockefeller seen that early, early doors when he, he, uh, disassembled the local medical practices in the States. And we have now globally his construct everywhere and it is very much by design. Um, and there is no intention to cure us. Uh -uh,
2: (laughs) You see, there's a really easy, simplistic argument to prove that modern medicine is never going to help us. Right. And it's as simple as, um, you know, say, for instance, you're running a business, you know, who who do you need to look after? You know, you need to look after the customers. You need to look after the shareholders. Right. So you convince the customers that you're giving them a good product, you know, but you convince the shareholders that they're, you know, that's easy to convince because you're making them money. Do you know what I mean? If, mm-hmm. if for instance, um, there was a pill that you could take just once in your life that was going to promise you good health for the rest of your life, that wouldn't pay for the shareholders, you know. Mm-mm. So straight away, big business is out of business, you know, because the whole business plan isn't looking to make the
1: shareholders rich. And same with the De- De- DeLorean car, you know. It was it was created so it never rust. Now it had other fails failures in it but you know he essentially was trying to make a a product that you'd never have to replace it and from a business standpoint okay that's cool to to do as the creator but at, at the end of the day eventually you're going to stop making money
3: yeah and they did a real number on Mr. DeLorean in the end <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> with uh his drugs and hookers <laughs> 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 and sure, I, don't know,
2: I don't know that story. What happened there?
3: Oh yeah, basically the they,
2: they,
3: yeah, hundred percent. They <laughs> uh, and they, they, you know, allegedly, <laughs> um, <laughs> allegedly, he was uh, uh, using to fund the DeLorean car, um, um, instigated a massive coke trade, and. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, see, if they try and pin that sort of shit on me, all yeah. of the people that know me will be like, "Yeah, that's Rob."
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's quite interesting, actually. So, Ed Edison, there was a couple of bankers in the early days for the so the first light bulb. So, it's it's a uh, inbuilt design obsolescence, and uh, so with the early light bulbs, um, they would literally last half a lifetime. Mm-hmm. But obviously, the, the vested interest said that's no good. Cut that right back. So the filaments dropped to make sure that they ran out after so many thousand hours. Um, yeah, and again,
1: look at look at what they did to Tesla. Yes. God forbid yeah. we have any of that technology.
3: <laughs> yes, but um, it's 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 the in industry wide because uh, uh industry wide wide sorry from the fifties really. well from the light bulb obviously. Early doors, but it really came into play. I'd say mid fifties onwards, uh, where there was no there was no incentive to. Um, well, it wasn't a good business model to have something last so long, and medicine being the same. Um, from cars, um, and people. then of course, exactly people were consumerized. <laughs> so the consumerization of people began from the fifties, and there's was a very deliberate plan um to individualize us, um, to consumerize us and to make us focus on and then present it to us on a rectangle in the corner of your room to show you how the haves and have nots, so to make you obsess on consumerism. So carefully orchestrated, and help, you know, whether whether people accept it or not is pretty much the same business model extended through. Um as as you rightly said, Rob, you you take one medicine, but the side effects are usually worse than the, you know, the medicine is worse than the cure. And hence you're treating the side effects. And
2: Absolutely. That's the thing about cannabis. You know, people take that as a medicine just for the side effects.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I used to.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I still do.
3: <laughs> yeah. I, sadly, I used to as well. Yeah, long, long ago. But... um it is how how it's been demonized. Well, I mean, you only have to go back and and there, you know, the establishment's understanding of the drug industry go back to the opium wars of China, mm. British Empire, Hong Kong. That was primarily to uh, to um, um, supply in and out. You know, chasing the dragon it was called. You know, Samuel, Samuel Taylor Coleridge was a poet and most of his poems were he was completely high off his head on heroin mm-hmm. um and so they controlled the chinese empire at the time or the chinese and uh, most of southeast asia and then we can go back to more recent times i guess when you look at the money that's been generated from Ill- illicit, illegal drugs and legal drugs doesn't <laughs> i think is that perception as well as uh, what's what's legal illegal um it's what's harmful and not harmful don't follow the same axis <laughs> so uh, probably the opposite way in fact um, so it's a, it's a, it's an interesting concept but Vietnam War, bit case in point where the case actually was proven that it was instigated to to set up a, a drug trade so that, yeah. that went to New York courts wasn't it um, mm-hmm. yeah so it's a, yeah, and they used a
1: lot of weather manipulation in that war too
3: yeah right from the 60s yeah it was that's been in global isn't it of course they don't do it now they're going to uh-huh. i'd laugh when you see a certain mr gates um investing in you know exploring uh re- re- weather manipulation when we know what they've been doing at 50 years so uh-huh. it makes you it makes you think
1: actually probably longer than that i i, I heard yeah. a, a story i think it was in the 20s that this scientists said yeah i can manipulate the clouds to make it rain and they're all you know the government of california i think at the time was like okay you know put your money where your mouth is he made it rain so bad that that it started a lot of flooding and, and mudslides and this and that and they, they, they shut them down to only secretly start really studying it and we've been we've been doing it ever since that was in the 20s was it Mm-hmm.
3: yeah i remember reading that actually goes to correct yeah he uh where, he got he got it? proper shutdown, california yeah he did it the sierra nevada somewhere mm-hmm. well, wasn't that um,
2: okay uh, so East dry East. Area, right?
3: yes um well it's all this the, the farming heartland isn't it it's the it's uh i think and it's then the you have heart...
1: pictures and videos coming out on telegram and tiktok and facebook and everything else uh over the summer of oh look dubai's making their own rain yeah no shit we've been doing it for years
3: still doing it doing it every day Mm -hmm. yeah
2: uh, they've been really hitting it hard lately haven't they
3: yeah Um, i i there's certain certain aspects too isn't it what it's not just um for weather manipulation i think there's more nefarious i think one is the aluminium and root systems prevents them from from intaking water Mm -hmm. um so i know this part of the world where we are is um is getting blitzed you get some mornings you see this weird mist that's uh, i don't know if you've noticed it rob i have some evenings a different color cloud unnatural just completely unnatural Floating uh, below a higher level cloud, um, just like nothing you I've ever seen growing up. So, I think uh, they're attacking the soil quality, uh, poisoning, you know, heavy metals. Um, Doesn't shock me.
1: Yeah,
3: it's, yeah. It's...
1: And then, like you said, Bill Gates, why the hell would you want to block out the sun? That that's <clears throat> a driving life force for yeah. everything that that. Is on on this planet.
3: Yeah, our oh, life within three weeks of no sun, every single organism on this planet is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and how you know everyone gets to say it's 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 remarkable, really, that there is no debate or discussion on these things. And is mosquito release in, in Florida uh, to test for vaccines? Oh, I, so I... so so well, it must it, actually that. I'm incorrect there. It was it basically in Florida where he um the company he sponsors obviously not himself um to control the pop mosquito population. So they've sent in uh, kind of a sterilizing um, gene into the mo- mosquito population. Without as really? so much as by something so incredibly with so much potential impact. It's um. How no debate, no discussion, no just this is what they do. Same in Africa, where I, where I was in in Africa, they did. There was talk of them getting into experiments. I'm sure they did carry out the experiments and tested plenty. But um, you think of the potential, you know, delivery system mosquitoes could be. Um, it, it's the uh, ultimate that's projection, what, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's the,
2: the ultimate workforce, <clears throat> as you've <coughs> kind of like what
3: they did yeah there's there's very little you could do to deal with that so it's it's a hard one in itself you know
1: yeah yeah i wow i didn't even know that i mean and think about how uh how tiny they are i mean one bite you half, half the time you don't even know you're getting bit by a mosquito until all of a sudden it's done you're like you're itching your arm, like ah oh, damn mosquito got me what the hell and you know they used to spread malaria but still do you know and the west nile virus and everything else so yeah what why not weaponize the mosquito
2: they're so talking about malaria <clears throat> um there's a cure that i know of that basically they got about 100 people with malaria into this test project and they administered them something called mms which is the miracle mineral solution something called chlorine dioxide and basically a hundred of these um candidates were better within three days um 94 of them were better within a day um, it was all run by the red cross and i can send you over a youtube video to back up what i'm saying um but yeah basically the red cross came in shut up the the project just completely swept it under the carpet and hid it um, and this mms is one of the cheapest remedies that i've come across but it's also one of the most effective um, it kills all manner of different things: cancers, you know. Again, the Alzheimer's, dimensions, leaky gut, you know, all of those
1: sorts of problems. Well, that, that's <laughs> like ivermectin. It's so cheap, but yet you know, they're demonizing it as, uh, oh, horse paste, horse dewormer. Okay, yeah, it is used for that, but that's not what it was originally designed for. It's, a, it's, it, it, yeah, it gets rid of parasites, but you know, God forbid, something cheap and effective will help yeah, you against I know. COVID.
3: I know another more effective one is um, um, my sister is a neuropharmacologist, but she had looked at uh, garlic, some proteins in garlic. So when I was there and where I was, was the highest malaria rate in the world um, in the Niger Delta and around. You you will not get worse. And out of all the expats, so I used to take a clove of garlic and cut it into 10 slices, put it in my tongue every morning down drink a glass of water. I don't need to not get malaria. I never even got bitten. <laughs> no, I never never got once bitten. got bitten. No, not in the whole time and, and every one of the expats all got malaria.
2: Wow. So that's the Allison that's doing the work, is it?
3: Um it, it, yes. It it must be. Yeah. It was remarkable, like because obviously there was no long term medicine you could take when you're there for long periods. Anything you take that, you know, is over two weeks and I could I can't I've seen more people hurt actually from that medicine than from malaria. Uh-huh. Um and I seen lots of pe I seen people get very ill and one or two die unfortunately when it was there, not expats, you know, locals. Yeah. But I, I I literally never got bitten. I just never got bitten.
2: You can't get yes. much more simplistic than a clove of garlic, can you, on no. your tongue every day?
3: No. And I did, it was, yeah, it used to burn, burn me, as you can imagine. I wasn't going to kiss anyone for the day, but...
2: <laughs> You'd have to make sure your mistress
3: was I was happy, though. And, no you vampires, know, course, either. Yeah, there's four different types of malaria, and one of them is the real sinister one, the recurring, you know, you've so I've gone past the 10 years now, so... Usually, if you got it, you get it within the 10 years. So, yeah, it, I can That's say it worked for me. That's awesome.
1: I love garlic.
3: Yeah. Garlic doesn't uh,
1: like me, though, <laughs> but I don't yeah. think it likes
3: anybody. <laughs> it just yeah, it no. stays on you. Same, same. I love it. Um love it in food. But, uh, this, what,
2: just... this is interesting, Alan. Noel sent me a load of garlic, that he's just grown for himself. Yeah. Noel, your cousin.
3: Yeah, yeah. He's
2: it's, it's like, Rob, slip a couple of slices under your tongue every day. It'll keep COVID away.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's probably right. He's probably oh, yeah, right. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's got amazing properties. That's what my sister said. The protein complexity is so phenomenal in garlic that they're only beginning to try to understand it. But
0: mm-hmm. there's,
3: there's potentially so many cures. And I'm guessing for, for all all varieties, the wild garlic as well, you get the leaf and... And um, not just garlic, everything. It's, I mean, the the answer, as you said, goes there, is nature. We didn't, we didn't, so they used to think life on earth is 3.7 billion years old, and they adjusted that to make it 4.2 billion years. That's how long life is on earth. And then a load of arrogant people decided in the last 150 years, 100 years, that we need to, we're obviously deficient in medicine, and we need to take. Take tablets and medicine like we have never been so deficient, mm-hmm. and uh, that <laughs> you know when you think of the logic of it, it's just absurd. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We we survive like we even have within us somewhere deep genes that handle radiation, and the proof of that is there's some uh, tribe uh, in high in the Himalayas, I think it's uh, Kurdistan or is Pakistan, right high up. Lowest rate of cancer, uh, mm. on Earth because um, they're in the high altitudes and so exposed to more natural radiation from the sun, um, like like anyone who flies. Um, but so when you think of it, every every polar flip, so every what two hundred and fifty thousand years or so, every polar flip. Um, you have aurora borealis all over the planet, and there's massive radiation exposure in those places. And that, you know, every 250,000 years over, that's quite a lot over 4 billion years. Yeah. So we clearly, we clearly survived it somehow. And we survived a lot of outbreaks, a lot of infection bacterial mostly <laughs> the virus is a or or let's say t- toxification virus whatever you want to call it. i mean that's we all i think will agree that there's a lot of questions to be even on the on, on the virus or rna load you know the origin and transmission there's big questions um that we're not they're not being truthful about so another thing people
1: are looking into is uh germ theory versus terrain theory
3: yes that's basically and, what i'm alluding to is that yeah. that uh some some um that there's no the evidence is quite slim on transmission and quite poor for example look at the princess diamond ship in japan, tokyo um or i think it was in japan anyway um where they were locked in their rooms and partners didn't get sick and um they died. So the five that died on that ship, but that was there was a court case. You probably do you know may know it, Rob. I doubt you might not know it. I wouldn't surprise me. Most people don't. There was a famous um, uh, pharmacologist took or or pathologist that took the case to court here in the UK, and basically proved that there was no evidence of an existence of a virus, or transmission. Uh, research where they literally from people who were infected take took the literally the snot mucus from their nose passed it to people who were healthy they mm-hmm. could not make them ill that way mm. didn't work so i think
1: i heard a little bit about that
3: yeah it's it's been proved and the is well and truly buried now and I, I must find the details but um there's so there's so much that uh there's so much that uh, um, isn't um, uh, passed on to us. And so it makes the whole question of, I guess, a vaccine or any type of uh, treatment that way, kind of redundant and pointless. Um, I don't know if I agree entirely with germ theory either. And I'm really of the opinion that research should look more at, we spoke about earlier, some form of irradiation, an EMF. And maybe we we transmit by an EMF frequency and maybe it's to do with toxicology because of EMF and other chemicals and poisons we put in ourselves, metals and the like. Hmm. So it's, 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 as I say, I guess the shame is maybe it's incorrect, but the point is there is no permission to explore those uh, possibilities. No, no, God forbid we do that. Yeah, and
2: for me i mean terrain theory just makes sense you know but to think that there isn't such a thing as like germs that can be spread from one to another doesn't make sense to me um i mean for instance you know herpes like the kissing disease well the kissing virus they used to call it didn't they um that that obviously pass i don't <laughs> i don't know how exactly it passes but it obviously passes from one person to the next you know um, and I've had it where I've had flu, and I've said to my ex-wife, you know, I, I really shouldn't have Isabel this weekend. I'm really feeling rough. Um, she was like, "I'm a single parent too, and you've just got to suck it up." <laughs> so of course Isabel came to me. She caught the cold off me, and then took it home to her mum. So, like, I don't, I can't get my head around how that hasn't been me passing it to her, that's then passed it to mum. You know?
3: It doesn't I, I wouldn't say the argument is on whether it can be passed on or not it's the mechanism, it's the vehicle of how it's done so
2: it's more of like a Wi-Fi so, type transmission, as opposed to an actual virus or bacteria that's passed. Correct, across.
3: correct. No part correct. And the kissing disease could be the same thing, where you are literally up close and personal with a foreign DNA, or maybe a foreign toxicology that they have that you know presents as as herpes or whatever, or uh, and 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 or any disease, and you are exposed to that same radiation or toxin by being in contact it could be a contagious a contagious output let's say okay. they're, they're, to put it to put it in a nutshell there is no money put towards that research and clearly uh, people safe. are getting sick or not, and for reasons and the, to, the if 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 it were true it should be an easy cure but it's not because that's not the mechanism. So it's not that people don't get sick. It's not that it's not spread. The argument is on what is being spread and what is the sickness. And so what is the mechanism? And I think EMF is the most misunderstood issue. of Yeah, absolutely. Seeing as we have a, a... So I did an exercise a few months ago, and I looked at all the wavelengths and... And then I looked at the human body and I looked at um, the nervous system. And there's three key lengths. So you have your neurons and then you have your myelin cells and then your axon is your nerve, which one cell of a nerve cell is from your brain to the tip of your toe. That's how long it is. So a wavelength of what's the wavelength? What average height of a person? is one point two meter, how exactly how an aerial works, isn't it, on your radios? Yeah you, you long wave a long a long antenna and short wave. Um so 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 you're you and down to point two millimeters and then you're going up a isn't it funny how above five gigahertz uh up to fifteen gigahertz will kill anything. And then you're going right down to the to the neuron size, and how how we talk of five G, but it's typically from three mil up to three meters. Isn't it funny how the human height or the length of the human nervous axon cell is oh, wow. one point one point five meters? Isn't that interesting?
1: That's a little hard to wrap your mind around.
3: <laughs> so so I I just I was doing it an exercise and I just says i wonder if all these things are related so there's three key links and the, and it made me think there is something to well because we're perfectly designed organic receivers and transmitters we, you couldn't do it better literally right. it's we're, we're fantastically our, our whole net neural network layout how our myelin works and how it's fit to you know speed up so it's about 20 meters per second if damaged and the normal body is 60 metres per second that's how fast signals transmit to your nervous system yeah. so and the way the mechanism of how the cell works is just so fantastically ingenious and if you were to cut it it's wrapped like a Swiss roll like spirals you see on a lot of the old megaliths funny enough it's very much how a Schwann cell is on your, your nervous system so I th- I think we're only I think we I think we haven't addressed properly how these mechanisms work. And I think there is a lot of decent research that's probably buried that can explain just that. I'm sure they know.
2: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, something that I've always thought interesting, that along the central nervous system, the electrical impulse needs to make a jump from cell to cell. You know, so oh, do you need to shoot off for a minute, mate?
1: Yeah, Hello? I think he has to t- tuck, his, tuck his kids in.
2: Okay. I was just going to say about how the um the energy needs to jump from cell to cell. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's not impossible that it just jumps away from the body instead of from that cell to the other cell, you know, especially if you've got some sort of control over it yeah. via your mind and understand like well, what you need to do to it to send it in that direction, you know?
1: Well, and there's a lot of, if you look at the early symptoms of uh, people getting COVID, they were experiencing hair loss, loss of taste and smell. Um, 5G kind of was rolling on the scene at the same time. Well, all those symptoms are the same exact symptoms as radiation. Yeah,
2: yeah I've, I've been doing a bit of work on EMF for, uh, I don't know, about three years now, I'd say. I bought a tester and, you know, just for, it was a hobby to begin with, you know, just wandered around my house and see where the high areas are, not just from Wi-Fi and that, but also from dirty electric, you know, so electric cables that are running the electric around your house that aren't screened often kick off quite a lot of EMF. Um, and I found that where I was sleeping, literally my head was right in the middle of a, a load of smog and my daughter's was well. Do you know what I mean? So the two people in the house were literally sleeping in a load of dirty EMF every night, which is the last time of the day that you want to be in it. You know, when you're sleeping, you want all of your cells to be completely relaxed and, you know, recharging, which is what sleeps for, but they can't do it so well. Once all of those, that radiation is waving through your body. Um, Something interesting that I found out um, is that, as the so literally that's what happens you know if you imagine yourself standing in a wave and you know the sea is crashing up against you Mm -hmm. as the wave comes through your body it literally just shakes your cells so if you've got like heavy metals between the cells you can imagine that it's like a an abrasive effect as it goes over you do you know what i mean and this is why people are getting uh, nosebleeds is that the the cell lining in their nose is so thin and the cell walls are being damaged so much by the EMF as it's going through them, that they're just getting nosebleeds all the time, you know? Um, But that's how it, how it damages the body is that it just degrades the cell walls. And, you know, they're, they're loading us up with heavy metals. So most people are full of metals, you know, when the EMF goes through them, it's actually magnified, you know, because the metals in the body are going to react with the electrics as they're coming through your body, you know? not only in an abrasive sense, but also in a magnification sense. Gotcha. You know, I found out some really interesting things. I mean, like coil beds, for instance, you know, coil springs. It's It's basically a way of magnifying energy. So what I was finding was I was running my EMF meter over certain mattresses, and the EMF meter goes off the scale just on the mattresses
1: which you makes sense because like a coil conductor for like exactly electromagnetic yeah. they wrap. it's your tesla coil yeah no, <laughs> no i mean yeah. it's your tesla coil yeah it's yeah but but yeah hell <laughs> until talking to you i would have never thought about running an emf meter just... over my bed and you know, <laughs> or in my house anywhere just to see if you know i, I got junk shit floating around that's just Obvious, you know, and, and you you hear people say, "Oh man, I got the, just haven't been sleeping well," and da, da 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 and well, here you go, you're having EMF spikes, and you know, it can relate to your Absolutely. Wi-Fi and yeah, yeah dirty yeah, yeah. electricity oh. running all through. I mean, if you open up any wall of a house, it, there's wires running through the whole whole entire thing. Absolutely, and you
2: see there is um screened wires that you can buy, but they're a lot more expensive, you know. So they're not being stipulated by the the powers that give the electrical installers their certification. Do you know what I mean? It's right. like, why do they not know about it? And why are they not stipulating that sort of cable gets put into every household, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's fucking obvious because they want us to be suffering from EMFs, you know? Yeah. There's no way that they don't.
1: <laughs> I know there's, a, know, there's instance, a guy out there. Uh, I don't know his name off the top of my head, but he makes basically uh little faraday bags for your cell phone so yeah yeah i've got one okay and i think he's now actually branching out and making like underwear and 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 different other materials and it's like you know
2: that's a boom industry at the moment man it's something that i looked into getting into when i bought my tester you know because i was just blown away with the amount of fucking nastiness that's going on in everybody's house um yeah one of my mates lives near a tower his he was just being bathed in it another one of my mates had gone out and bought himself this fancy oven system and that was off the scale you know so he was standing in front of this oven system for half an hour an hour a night probably do you know what i mean and just getting bashed up by this emf every night um Mm -hmm. but, but the problem was was that after three or four days of doing it, I was going to set up a business, you know, and start recommending products for people. But I was getting the most outrageous headaches from using this meter. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I I did it three or four days, and I realised the first day that I did it, I got a real bad headache, and I I was supposed to be going out with my friends, and I just, I nearly phoned them up and cancelled. Um and then the next time I did it, same thing happened. And then after the third or fourth time it actually made a connection, you know, and I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm attracting all of this EMF to me, and I'm basically the antenna for the meter to be reading that information, you know, which was sort of put paid to that business idea right. <laughs> straight away. <laughs> I was like, Fuck it, I can't bathe myself in that shit every day.
3: No. no.
1: Uh, you're trying to find a, uh, not necessarily, maybe I'm just going to say cure or, or something to, to resist what you're looking into, but yeah, at the same time, you, you're, you you're bathing yourself in the very thing that you're trying to prevent. And definitely, yeah, definitely. that's not
2: good. Not good at all. There is a few things that I've tested that seem to work fairly well. Chungite seems to be quite good.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah. Especially, um. Particularly good shungites, Um, but yeah, that seems to drop it out by about thirty to forty percent. Oh
3: wow! Wow! Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Certain ones of them have some of them I put in front of the meter and they've done absolutely nothing, you know. Right. Uh, But yeah, some of the shungites have done really well. Um, The pyramid thing seems to work fairly well.
3: What's the pyramid thing? Sorry, yeah.
2: So uh, they make they make pyramid shungites.
3: Okay, okay, it's the shape then. Okay, yeah, 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 fascination.
2: Yeah, it's not got oh. the, that funny eye on the top though.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: you don't want that.
3: No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, there is like the thing is that to all these, I guess the danger is not knowing they're dangerous. Um, but like everything, everything can be countered. It's just an awareness. Um and uh, with something like that, if you can match its resonance, then you can you can nullify it. Um if if it you know, as I say, it just takes intention and 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 to do it. So something like Shungai would be good. But again, it's down on the small, small wave radiation levels that you get from your white house Wi Fi is is quite or 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 meters, smart meters. Which are lethal. Um, yeah. um, they're quite intense, but but how to count them is something with a, a crystal vibration that's similar to the wavelength of them, and then it counters because it dampens the wave. Um, it puts it out of phase effectively. It, yeah, it goes yeah. halfway. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so that's that's what you're looking. So anything of that size for small wave, and then for the bigger and larger waves up to like two meters, maybe something else, more of a, a Faraday system with a little EMF um you know, cage or or a shield just if you know where it's coming from. Yes. But um as I say, yeah, the 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 I guess going back to where we started the the medical aspect, all these things are there's a deliberate intent, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, Absolutely, it was something that I was going to mention a second ago. Did anybody watch the film? Um, well, not film, but it was a series called Breaking Bad. Yeah, yes, yeah. You know the um, so the lawyer has got a brother who was suffering with EMF. Or well, Saul, yeah, Saul's brother. Yeah, do you remember yeah. that? Yeah? So they're yeah, just. I'm watching that now, actually. Yeah, <laughs> mocking the guy for being worried about EMFs, you know. And yeah. anybody that watched that series would be like, oh, yeah, anybody that's thinking about EMFs is just a lunatic, like that geezer off
0: their
2: whole soul, you know. <laughs> and that's the sort of um, subtle things that they do, isn't it, in films, just to make the, the truthers look a bit fucking stupid.
1: Predictive program.
3: I'll t- I'll tell you something about, well, not, not to, you better call Saul, but if you look at the one before Breaking Bad, um if you want to talk about a, a, a part of the messaging system i i i think it was series three episode five and about 40 minutes in or 43 minutes i can't remember uh um what was the young guy's name um he's walking oh. out it's after his girlfriend yeah mm-hmm. okay sorry sorry for spoiling it for anyone who hasn't seen it no. <laughs> um and he yeah. walks from he walks from somewhere back to a room and it so it, it's full sunset over a solar disc wind vane and then he goes to the door and the number of the door i said that's a bloody date so i i only watched it uh, during uh, before Christmas, I think. Um, and I says, I bet you something happened. So that was made like in 2013 or 14, or something like that. I can't remember. And then, of course, wasn't it the two guys who were involved in the um, the uh, what do you call that shooting in Paris? The day oh, after yeah, they were yeah. shot, the um, the Charlie Abda. <clears throat> oh, Ebde. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was literally the day. It was the day after when them two guys were killed. That was the the date. No shit. Yeah, check it out yourself. Because <laughs> uh, I you said, know, I remember
2: uh, yeah. all Breaking Bad. is symbolism,
3: isn't there? It, it's it's unreal. And what's yeah, the no, one it's... that's kind of a, a take off on it is uh, the O yeah I mean, it's it starts with a big solar disc <laughs> solar cross. <laughs> and that, and literally it has the the circle across it it's quite funny <laughs> it's it's straight in but that's what they i think the message of those movies is that they um they they it's it's about the unfortunate events that lead you into the dark world really? so it's more of like an autobiography of the elite of how they end up in this cult because they and then they work and they they are forced to live yeah it's trying to sympathize with how they have to live the nefarious life because yeah. of of circumstance and yeah. so you kind of there are you know if there's such a thing there's no I don't believe there's such a thing as an anti-hero but I guess that's what they're trying to the protagonist is is an unfortunate um victim of this of the of um well, they 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 play by the rules, you
1: right? Know, so you t- and they
3: have they, to they, tell they, us. They feel like they have to sympathy.
1: tell us. They evoke sympathy,
3: exactly. But if if it was you read about those characters on the paper, you think they were scumbags. Mm-hmm. So so it's 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 um I guess they have to tell us about themselves, but also they have to tell us about what they intend to do, right? That was nicely segued, isn't it? Wasn't? Oh, that, that was great. That was for great. You're a master.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and that
1: brought up uh, the the story Pinocchio. Um, just to touch a little bit on it, because it's been a while since I I looked into the whole thing. But um, Geppetto, Ja, petto the pedo, the pedophile, creating this little boy. Oh. Yeah, and 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 it goes someone broke it down once before i heard it somewhere and i was just like holy shit no wonder why yeah. all this shit's going they they put it right in front of your face and, and then you start looking at every other disney movie and there's so many subliminal passages so many just yeah certain things that they say that you don't you won't catch the first time you hear it but Unless it's pointed out to you, and you go back and listen to it, it's like, "Oh, these these people are sick."
3: Yeah, they really are. It's, um, <laughs> it's how, they, how they, they do it, There's not If it's a big movie, it's laden with mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. In fact, it's impossible to see anything that's not. Yeah, <laughs> isn't it? And you yeah. kind of it, it just won't get airtime, will it? <laughs> No, it won't that's, get on Netflix anyway. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly,
2: yeah. They, they only let us what they want us to see, you know. Yeah. And so even even like the big whistleblowers, I'm like, are they <laughs> are they involved? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. They control everything. The media, everything that the media releases that comes to us in any form is going to be controlled to some degree.
1: Why do you yeah. think in the beginning of the, the all the lockdowns, the first first places they closed were bars? Because America—that's how America was founded. Guys yeah. sitting in the bars talking about, "Hey, this is bullshit." No offense to your country, but we got to get away from from you know from England and, and start our own shit. And you know, small talk led into big talk, spread into more talk, to spread into the you know revolution or the you know war of independence and everything else and next thing you know here we are 200 and some years later we have america and now it seems like it's just fallen back to the something that was never intended to be and that's in every, good, every yeah. country
3: say Isn't for instance funny?
2: though the, the the war of independence was run by the board of directors for the whole planet mm-hmm. do you know what i mean
3: yeah yeah
2: you yeah. know they're they're making out they're giving it to you back, but really they're not because they mm-hmm. still control that. It's the same with Northern Ireland, you know. It's the same with all of them.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's it's such a a sleight of hand. They play both sides. They never Absolutely. lose. Yeah, it's World War Two, you know, and yeah, it's interesting oh, when you look at uh... right a prohibition actually when you talk about the pub and the way the pubs that that was you know the speakeasy and all all that happened through the prohibition when you think of the madness of prohibition sure. it was it was what so so was that because the, they weren't getting enough tax or, so so the, the 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 liquor then was to be to be to limited restricted completely it just um bought The pub and the community, basically it's an attack in the community because when people have a few drinks, they're less inhibited. Mm -hmm. And so there's more honesty. It mightn't be a great thing, as we know, but at least (laughs) there's honest conversations, um, brutal conversations, and things like, you know, if any of us were in the pub when this started out with our views, I guarantee you we'd convert one or two people. Oh, absolutely. To our way of thinking. And they know this. They have caught yeah. out, you know, church. They've caught out the church. You can't go to practice your religion. Mm-hmm. They did that in Canada, particularly. Australia, yeah. bloody unbelievable here, singing and all the nonsense about how oh, singing spreads it more, you know, with no data of course, no no science required you know, an expert says you know, that's when you know when, when, as soon as you hear the term an expert says uh, in science it's rubbish because mm-hmm. uh, science is devoid of experts, it's only evidence data an opinion. <laughs> you know Exactly. Not. Not. Uh, there's opinions. Opinions are for politics. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's uh, it's it's fascinating how you know you have to hand it to them in a way they've mastered this, but I suppose they've mastered it for thousands of years. Um, how they can manipulate us through or poison us and make us weak through medicine, mm-hmm. through our entertainment, and through our work. Our our necessity to work, let's say, rather than work. Yeah. Um. They've they've cleverly, with their money system, put us in a situation. You're a five day week, too tired for the kids. Malarkey. They, they've just they've done enough. The perfect parasite to keep us just alive long enough to to milk us and get rid of us. When you know, um, we all know people who didn't last too long after the retirement. You know. No. And. It-
1: and it's a shame, you know you you bust your your ass your whole life and then okay sixty five you can retire on hopefully something uh I probably won't see anything, and oh, that's when your you health and me starts. both yeah <laughs> your health starts going downhill, and you know it's like you should have been enjoying life when you were younger, yeah. not older, you know what I mean yeah,
3: like, yeah working your whole life to look forward to your pension. Yeah, the insanity of it. Yeah,
1: really <laughs> so. it's,
3: it's just—it's backwards, isn't it? It's is perfect inversion because that's what they are inverted. You know, everything back to front. So mm. try have everyone looking forward to their to their debilitating years.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, in twenty years you're going to be crippled, but you yeah. won't have to work.
3: M- <laughs> Me Oh
2: well. No, with the cannabis I'm- medicine you won't.
1: Yeah, yeah, let's get back to that.
2: Yeah, all you need is two or three plants in your back garden and some coconut oil, man.
1: Well, I have coconut, coconut oil.
2: oil. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I have it
1: sitting in the in the cupboard right now. I just it's illegal for you oh, to yeah. grow the plant though.
3: <laughs> there the, is, the, I mean, the knowledge that must be lost on plants is. I I found a really really old Irish. Book that's translated on hedge medicine. Mm. And I haven't gone into it yet, but it I, 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 I'm reckoning that it's full of gold dust. Um, oh, there's
2: all sorts of stuff out there, man. Stinging nettles are amazing. Yeah. Dandelions are amazing. I know dandelions
1: um, have a lot of uh, good benefits for, for your heart. Am I correct? Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's all
2: sorts. Yeah. kidney yeah. Kidney purification, blood purification. There's loads of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> dandelions. Um, I didn't see authors. many
3: dandelions this year. Mm-mm. Some people say they see loads. I haven't. I'm I'm so used to seeing them all my childhood now, but this year I've seen very few.
2: I I saw a few this year. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, I mean I wanted to go picking loads, but finding some away from roadways, you know.
3: Right.
2: But you don't really want to pick medicine from the side of a road with all of the fumes <laughs> and exhausts and all of that coming all over it constantly. Yeah yeah um but yeah i ended up buying a load of that sort of stuff so
1: well rob and i were talking before we we started recording uh if you see me itching i feel like i have ticks on me because i was out in the woods foraging for for some mushrooms
3: Oh. and I, uh, what I, kind of mushroom? I,
1: <laughs> the, <laughs> the gourmet kind.
3: <laughs> okay, good, good, good. I, I wasn't around any cow. They're plants. all gourmet.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't frequent any local, local, uh, cow pasture, if that's what you're talking yeah, yeah. about. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I found a, a nice size, uh, lion's mane. and Rob was saying he, he, he just ordered a whole bunch in, in pill form and apparently health benefits galore yeah i was just once once when i first saw it oh i knew right what right away what it was i was like oh that's i didn't even need to i was like that's lion's me brought it home showed the wife and i was like this one you can actually eat raw um but yeah i i was i was stoked i well you know i recently been getting into to foraging for wild mushrooms just for you know all the health benefits that they have whether it be for your brain to any other part of your body
3: it's it, uh, so there was the mushroom people and Ooh. it's an ancient ancient irish uh cult like thousands of years back to the time of the magnet there was the mushroom cult. Well,
1: let's talk about it
3: um they used to uh they all the medicines that that were well as you've spoke about from from the mushrooms and that's how and um, so so you see the mushroom people today um, the 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 hat the what do you call it hat uh, from the pope or uh, Judaism it originated from from the mushroom people Yamaka so it yes it was it was very much part of the mushroom cult. And that's evolved, and the bishop's hat, of course, is from the fish cult. And these all go back to these uh, early medicine uh, cults of the, with the mushroom, particularly the medicine, medicinal, and holistic, uh, hallucinogenic cult, and all those things. Um, they they go back thousands, thousands of years, maybe four and a half thousand years more. So it's it's, it's all it all comes true. It's not that there's nothing new under the sun, is there?
1: No, no, but, we're just uh, rediscovering ancient knowledge that our, our ancestors knew like
3: there's the, the back of their the, hand there's so many varieties of mushrooms and every one of them had a unique property that they knew we've forgotten that knowledge mm-hmm. it was it was literally well with uh, one of the greatest um, the greatest exterminations in history was of the druids yeah uh, globally the shaman, the druids, everywhere they South were the Catholic. first to be, yeah, right, right, yeah, and, and and his his kin, but that globally from South America, North America, you know, the shamans in every tribe, Africa, they were they were butchered wholesale because of the knowledge they had, because knowledge that knowledge was a powerful control, and it was the people held it dear. You, Do you know? think
1: that's why they they construe so much fear in and and. In to keep people from foraging wild mushrooms to have everybody believe in that, Oh, you eat the wrong one. You're going to, yes, there are poisonous mushrooms out there. Yeah. You should, shouldn't eat them, but they have you believe in you shouldn't eat any of them because uh, they're going to kill you. And they don't want you to, you know, do your own homework and, and, and research, which ones are edible, which ones can harm you. You know, they just put a blanket fear of, Oh, yeah, all, all mushrooms are bad unless you you buy it in a grocery store and it's grown in a cave in P- Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.
3: Yeah, that's that's more or less it. They 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 create a culture whereby, if you even think of it, it's more the psychological, not to tell, not just to tell you it's bad, but to tell you to investigate. Generally, mm-hmm. is bad. Yeah. they don't yeah. want you doing Definitely. any homework, yeah. any research. <laughs> they don't. They remove some of it, but they don't remove all the information because they can't. They're not allowed to under their own religious rules. So what they do is the psychological trick. They cast spells, don't they? (laughs) That's what they do. The words, they use the English language or any language. All languages are the same, but to make sure you don't don't, uh, touch it, you know? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah.
2: One of the things one of the things that i used to do you know was um if a particular natural supplement was getting loads of um, negative comments about it that would be what made me look into it more you know and generally what i'd find is the ones that were getting the most bad press would be the ones that were actually fucking amazing yeah mms and cannabis you know for instance <clears throat>
3: I'd say there's a lot of truth to that. Mm -hmm. They do, they do. They push hard, and you know that. In fact, we're living in times (laughs) where you need to do the absolute opposite of what authority tells you. Anyway, (laughs) absolutely, isn't it? Isn't it mad? Isn't it mad? That's that's what we have to do. I believe that. I'd say that, that. I'd say there's loads of mushrooms like that, even the ones that are supposed to make you sick and probably do make you sick. I imagine that they have some properties in very mild controlled doses that are phenomenal phenomenal for some um, illnesses or conditions, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and, I'd I th- and I'd say the biggest, I guess, field of exploration would be the mind. Hmm. I'd say mushrooms have probably the greatest potential to remedy uh, psychological conditions um if it, we it was understood fully oh, it, it, so
2: yeah. were, we were just talking earlier before you came on Alan about microdosing and that sort of thing yes um do, do you know anything about that
3: <clears throat> not 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 really now just a passing knowledge nothing nothing I'd like to know more of course yeah it's becoming
2: a bit of a big thing in the UK at the moment lots of people um are talking about the you know the mind benefits from microdosing psilocybin so the hallucinogenic side of the mushroom um just the other day i had a lady speaking to me and she was like there's been such a massive change in my son she said i can't believe it you know he's really opening up to me now he's speaking confidently and you know just a different person from within and she said to me he's been microdosing hallucinogenic mushrooms for a few weeks Oh wow. And that's what, what he's like attributing to the changing personality, you know. But she was like he's like a different boy. Yeah. A different, different man, you know.
3: Has she um, got any information on that, Rob, that could be shared? Well, um, I mean <laughs> it's funny
2: because how it all works out. I says to her, Yeah, it's funny you should say that, because I started microdosing about two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> and I I've been feeling, you know, pretty good. You know, pretty relaxed you know and confident and more yeah. focused you know um i mean i'm sure i can dig up some sort of studies on it for you if you want me to
3: yeah i, I would i find it, it, it's probably a more practical version of homeopathy isn't it really it's uh it's there's so much uh but that's what it is it's an extension of homeopathy isn't it on a Probably somewhere between traditional intake and homeo, you know, very tiny, minute proportions. Yeah. So it's somewhere, somewhere in the middle, isn't it?
2: Yeah, um, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, because I mean, homeopathy they actually dilute it loads times, don't they?
3: Yeah, up to a million times, even.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas I'm, this is more like, um, like fifteen milligrams as a dose instead of yeah. you know two or three grams, sort of thing. You know?
3: But it's it's enough to instigate a, a, a reaction or a, a some form of a protein production or something that because that's we, we are electric and chemical organisms, that's what we are. Um yeah.
2: yeah. It's all about so frequency, isn't
3: it? It is. its have, have you ever tried microdosing
1: uh DMT? That's no. funny you should mention that.
2: <laughs> um I've, yeah, I've been introducing people to DMT for a little while
1: now. Now, does that show up on a regular drug test?
2: Uh, obviously, it all depends what they're looking for. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, for instance, you do a DMT trip and it lasts you 20 minutes. So you feel cleaner before, like after you did it, than you did before you did it, if that makes sense. Right. So it's, it's like quite a cleansing thing. Um, apparently, what it does is releases all the serotonin in your body in one hit. So... I
3: don't
2: know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know whether or not they can test for that. It <laughs> oh, sounds I like think. I
3: want to try it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe too. <laughs> uh, what is it?
2: Fourteenth of November, mate. Keep it free in the evenings, the Sunday evening.
3: Fourteenth oh, of November. Fourteenth <laughs> of November. That's next Sunday. Yep. Wow. No okay. wonder why they call it the God drug. Do I need to take Monday off? <laughs> No,
2: like I say, mate. After you've done it, after you've done it, you feel like better than what you did before you did it. Okay, it's it's cleansing.
3: Put me on that list. Yeah, and
1: and can I can I pre-book another episode uh, so we can talk about the experience? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I tell
2: you what, like,
1: if any of us are available.
2: I've maybe introduced, I don't know, 15 people now. And some of the experiences that people have had have been the most phenomenal, profound experiences that you can imagine.
1: That's what I hear. Yeah,
2: it's just phenomenal. You know, even the people that have a bit of a bad one, right, they'll come around and I'll say to them, there's a message in there for you somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to find the message, you know, and they'll be saying, yeah, but it was like this and it was horrible and they were doing this and that. And I'm like, "Just, just look for the message, you know. And always they'll turn around at some point during the evening and just have a light bulb moment and go, oh, my God, this is just the most amazing thing I've ever been a part of. You know, one lady, one lady that had a really bad experience while she was doing it. um, Bear in mind, she was down for about 30 seconds and then she came up and she was like, who am I? Where am I? What are you doing here? Who are you? All of this sort of stuff. But the for that time that she was down she met a load of her pets from her past right so she had really been holding herself back in life because she was riding a horse one day and the horse had like reared up she had fallen off the horse ran down the road broke its leg and needed to get shot at the side of the road you know
3: oh yeah
2: so she had like always you know beat herself up about it but the horse came to her and the horse said to her look you know it wasn't your fault and you're you're not living your life and you're going to see me again soon. And she was just like, Rob, I can't thank you enough. This is like, I've been released from a, a prison. You know, it was just, wow. just so awesome. And she was saying there was all of my pets there from my past, you know, she, and she sort of went through them all. And she was yeah. like, I just feel like I've been released. I can live my life again now.
3: I'm all for meeting Mr. Ed, honestly. <laughs> <Yeah. Just laughs> yeah. bring, it, bring it on. That would be an yeah, awesome
2: experience.
3: It, it's um it's
2: a shame you're not close
1: to the ghost i know
2: yeah
3: <laughs> and, <laughs> was... and with
1: with everything how they are today i refuse to fly
3: so yeah you and us both i'm, I'm sure well there
2: must be ways around it there must be yeah I'm sure i am
3: sure. do you know you remind me to to talk to uh denores carl <laughs> i was See, did you get the airline on, off the road? Well, it, through Miami, if you drive to Miami, I'm sure we can... It's getting... We have the hardest part. At least you have a state that you can... You know, they won't tolerate that crap. True. You know?
1: What's so, that, Miami? So Miami aren't
2: doing any restrictions? Or?
3: No, the the <laughs> airlines are just, you know, it'll be minimum because Florida won't tolerate... DeSantis won't uh, tolerate any of that testing. Or Texas. Yeah. Okay. Where's closest state to you that would... Um, Pennsylvania isn't...
1: Probably Florida. Florida, I could, yeah. I could be to Miami. I think it's like probably in a Two day. days? Uh, yeah, a day and a half, maybe. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah we, We've got we... a trip to Ireland
2: first, Alan. Yeah. I've. Uh, we I've we wished... need to get metal detecting for a weekend in Ireland first.
3: I have my metal detector ready. I have to go down. So my home place is in the middle of nowhere in the northwest of Ireland. And as a kid, we used to grow all kinds of vegetables and stuff. And uh, my brother was digging, I don't know, it was carrots or whatever, but um, potatoes or something. And he found this very unusual object that looked more like a Buddha than... uh, than anything christian or anything very old and of course the land that it was on the guy whose ancestors owned that land it's all merged into you know all our farm. you know we're all the one family but it merged together with our generation and uh he said here's my dad said here's this piece and he took it with him And, of course, he passed away. And I asked the sons, I said, do you know? They were from from New York. I said, do you know where he put this? Because I still remember it looked exactly like a Buddha. And it wasn't made today or yesterday or 100 years ago. This thing was thousands of years old. I'm certain of it. What was it? It looked like a Buddha. You know, the Buddha that's, you know, literally the classic Buddha, a a little bit thinner (laughs) The same pose, guy, crossed legs, sitting down. Oh, Buddha! Face. Buddha, sorry, okay. <laughs> my sorry. accent, yeah, i take a watch, watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking,
1: "What the hell is a butter?"
3: <laughs> Buddha, Buddha. Buddha. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Apologies, no, it's all right. But, um, uh, get me every, every now and again, you get me. So, I was telling, I was telling Rob the story. So, yeah, I'm bringing a metal detector home next. Do you know, I was home in August. And that was the intention, was to bring the metal detector. And of course, when you have kids, they're very good amnesiacs. <laughs> they make you forget everything. So I didn't bring it, unfortunately. And I was too busy, as it turned out. But definitely uh, spring expedition stuff. <laughs> so, uh,
2: no, Time right. is of the essence, man. Let's, let's go before Christmas.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, be let's get, of... get away for a weekend and do a bit of fishing. I'm going to say I no. would love to. I, just, I I tell you what, I would love, um, I would love. Yeah, I, as I said, the the Bitcoin I had, I would love someone Ooh. could um, help me crack that wallet. <laughs> then we would all go party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, unfortunately, not yet. But I'd like. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd, it's something I'm doing, and no one's going to stop me. Nobody, nothing. Cool. If I have that to. Is- yeah, if I have to, if I have to second a boat or yacht or trawler or swim or plane, <laughs> I will, I will do exactly that. Um, go back. So, you know, no, yeah. So, that's a, for another day, I guess. Ghost, we yeah. do that. We'll go All through right. the whole ins and outs of what, what we're going to be doing when we get there. Heck yeah. But, uh, God, yeah. I wish I lived closer.
1: I'd love to explore my, my My roots on that side of the the pond,
3: oh uh, you will, yeah, the, once the, everything's dumpy and stupid, <laughs> yeah, no well you get, yeah, yeah, well, I'd say you will have no problem if you were willing to drive to uh Florida, But right. yeah, we get there, so there will be an expedition one way or another early next year, when the weather is good to do it, <laughs> yeah, that awesome. a very, very, very important expedition, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah,
1: I've just been re- re- interested in this this DMT thing lately. Uh, just hear another podcast, you know, some guests talking about it and what have you. And I not know, it's it's fascinating. It's
2: it really scary. is. It,
3: it could be a little scary, but I don't know. It, it, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not up to up to speed on it as I'd like to be. So I looked forward to doing it, but it has to. I think there's the physical and mental conditions. That's the the human condition, isn't it? That's that's who we are. So it's dealing with both aspects of that, and they tie hand in hand. Healthy body, healthy mind, don't they say? Yeah, absolutely. Um, um I I I think there's massive merit in it, and I think there's massive lost knowledge on the whole the whole lot. There
2: truly is. You see, the crazy thing about
1: DMT is that it actually teaches you stuff. Yeah, you know you meet beings i've heard people talk about actually meeting the creator you, and stuff
2: you you meet people yeah souls spirits whatever you want to call it but there's there's people out there that teach you stuff about your life and you know make yeah. you see more clearly um one of the trips that i had i literally because what happens with most people is you you end up in a tunnel. It's like a kaleidoscope tunnel, you know, and you hear all of these funny noises like and all of this sort of stuff. But basically you go down the end of this tunnel and then when you get through the other end of it, you're out in space. Who knows where you are? Um, yeah. But that's where these beings come to you. Um, and one of the ones that I did recently, they, they said to me, oh, you've got a bad back. Let, let me come and fix your bad back. And they fixed my bad back. Like, I'm not even joking. Really? (laughs) I swear to God. I swear to God, yeah. Wow.
3: (laughs) That sounds mental. I would... would, It really uh...
2: is. Really, truly is. Um, Another guy that I introduced to it, he... The first time he came round, he was like, oh, I, think I, had a, I had a bit of a bad one, Rob. He was like, I, d- I didn't really like it very much. And I kept saying to him, you know, there's a story there for you, man. You know, there's, there's something for you to learn there. Yeah. You know, So he kept talking and he was saying to me, you know, I, f- I couldn't remember who you were and like that you had given me drugs and I couldn't remember what drugs were and I couldn't remember who I was. And he was like, I couldn't think about what a drug was. And like, he was getting himself all in the spin. <laughs> And I just said to him, you know, do you feel like maybe you sort of overanalyze stuff a little bit? And then he looked at me and was like, "Oh my god, that's what it is, Rob." It goes, "I overanalyze everything in my life." He goes, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then, from that point forward, he's a completely different man, you know, and like it just yeah. changed his life completely. Um, wow. He's, he's he's gone off and bought himself a, a camper van and is now woofing around Scotland.
3: Yeah. Um, oh,
2: to, I love it. To, to, to go to ghost. So woofing is where you give up your time to learn skills, but you get, yeah. you, you get food and you get accommodation and that sort of thing, you know, but basically okay. you're go to live on a farm and work for them for food and accommodation. Basically
1: there's places in America, in some States that they do similar things to that. It's yeah, not super yeah, popular sure. here, but right,
2: right. Oh, it's not super popular here either. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, from, from his experience there, he was just like As I long as he, he doesn't
1: was. turn into a Pikey. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. Well,
2: there's gonna <laughs> be I, a I, I, I think I
3: technically qualify as a Pikey now. <laughs> <laughs> well
2: <laughs> and the crazy <laughs> thing is, is I'm I'm about to go and buy a caravan.
3: Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> Do you know what Lorraine my my wife her her dream is to is to have a caravan and live in a caravan. <laughs> I'm going it's it's just not it's not nice in winter. <laughs> no, it would be cold. No, Alan,
2: all we need is a log burner. We need to just put a log burner in. By that forest there, you know, there's loads of wood up there.
3: I oh, when we were we were young, we I remember going down to a caravan with friends and so um, they were annoying as hell. So we decided we were. They were, kept us awake one night. You know, we we're partying. I guess we weren't partying, so we were jealous that night. We we're a bit smashed. But they had partying <laughs> and kept us awake. weren't not asleep or whatever. So what did we do? We went up. Chip shop opened there, and he says, "Have you any chips?" We went down and threw the chips on top of their caravan. And all the seagulls came in and pecked away. On top. <laughs> they were up within 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, oh, shit.
1: <laughs> My wife tells a story. Uh, one, one year, this was years ago, they used to take an annual trip down to the, near the Outer Banks. And I guess she fell asleep on the beach. So her uncle and I think maybe her, her, her dad or somebody else. I, for, I forget who all was involved, but anyway, long story short, she fell asleep. So they decided to put chips and bread all over her. And the same thing happened. She woke up to all these seagulls coming down and attacking her.
0: I was like, oh man, I wish I could have been there to see that.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's good. Good.
1: <laughs> i don't think she ever fell asleep on the beach after that though
3: <laughs> no no not a good idea anyway no it's some to a crisp but um <laughs> are you no i'd love to oh go ahead uh, with, no i was just thinking, with the with dmt then how uh, so how would you go about the experience
2: <laughs> um so from like a mental preparation side of things or yeah how do you know Okay, just, so, yeah
3: exactly. what circumstances and how would you take it and stuff
2: so so basically, you'd sort of have a light lunch um you would ideally not go into the experience with any expectations um What seems to happen is the people that go in there and like, right, I want to know about this, this, and this, and this they're the ones that have a bit of a hard time um If you go in there and are just open to what they want to show you, then you have a much nicer time. <laughs> Um, so literally, especially for the first few times, you know, just go in with no expectations at all and just be an observer. Do you know what I mean? See what they're going to show you. Um, I mean, well, you you know, first time that you do it, you don't always meet them. You know, you might not get through on the first occasion. Um, DMT is one of them things that I feel like it finds you rather than you find it. It's crazy to be honest. Yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah. Have you ever heard of ayahuasca? Yeah, I've heard that a couple of times. Oh, really? Now, is that similar to DMT?
2: I heard it tastes like Um,
1: shit,
2: but... Yeah, it doesn't taste very good. It's more of a drawn-out experience, and it's... If you can imagine, ayahuasca happens over sort of four, maybe six hours. um, It would be as intense if you can press it into a 20-minute time frame, and then that's your DMT, basically. Okay. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, it's it's the same ballpark. as the DMT is the active ingredient, you know, in both of them. Right. Um, but with the way that you smoke DMT as opposed to ayahuasca by drinking it, yeah, it just makes it so much faster and just more like a rocket ship blasting away from this planet. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, yeah, it's, it's quite a crazy experience, and something that I think that everybody should do once.
1: I know it has. I'm super interested in it. Like just hearing people talk about it and here. I will
2: tell you what, it's funny because I was traveling around Australia with a couple of my mates, and I've been telling them for the whole journey when we were in Australia. Like, listen, lads, you know this time that I did DMT, you guys would love it, and all of this. Anyway, we ended up in this place called Nimbin, right? And I walked into a head shop there and I'm with the guys. And I says to this guy that's on the other side of the counter, I was like, not really expecting a positive response at all. But I says, you wouldn't know anybody or anywhere that we could get some DMT from. And he was like, he pulls open the drawer and he goes, what DMT like this? And He just pulled it out of the drawer in front of us. And I was like, oh my God, lads, this is your Christmas present. I'm fucking buying you guys this for Christmas right yeah. so like a hundred dollars later i got this dmt off of him and then um we found <laughs> this nice little spot by the river to smoke some and yeah it was just fucking beautiful man like both of my mates just yeah, yeah. <laughs> i said to one of them afterwards because i hadn't done it that many times at that point i said to one of them afterwards you know what do you think like are they there did you meet anybody and he was like yeah they're fucking there man like they are there there's no dispute in it that they are there you know they're they're living beings that communicate with you telepathically Hmm.
1: that's how it's fascinating it it, it really Uh, is man it
2: blows all of everything you know apart
3: I'm, because, I'm profoundly know, what, what, intrigued now. I absolutely, I'm going to be texting you tomorrow, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> well, just think, of what, what
2: we see and hear with our eyes and ears is
3: I won't not be texting, on sorry. Around us. I believe in secret messages. <laughs>
1: <laughs> think, think about what where, where it could potentially take your work, Alan.
3: Yeah. I know. Oh. I was
2: thinking this the other day, Alan. You know, fuck me. I mean, they might just take you to one side and say, "Look, Alan, here it is." <laughs> Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, the amount this, of information this this. I've like, gotten past. Go.
3: Yeah, I just saying, the amount of information I've gotten the past eighteen months. They might take me aside and say, "Right, you tell us." <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> well, where's <Yeah>. your source? <laughs> We're getting your dealer. <laughs> oh shit! Oh.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, I wouldn't be at all surprised if that happened. So, yeah.
1: for, <laughs> the people, for the people listening to the podcast, uh this. We're not going to spend much more time on on that particular subject because that's just like a teaser. Because Alan will be back to uh, at at some date to to give his presentation on on the podcast, which Absolutely. will blow your mind. It's blown my mind several times <laughs> over. Yeah,
3: it's it's blown my own mind, and it'll be my pleasure, uh, ghost. Absolute pleasure. So, so you, you can like, give, let me
2: just say this one last thing about it, right? Um. Everybody has to have like a healthy um, fear of it. Mm. The people that the people that come into the room, yeah, and they're like, "I'm not scared of it at all. Like, absolutely, this is going to be amazing." Blah blah blah. They're the ones that like have a bit of a rough time. Do you know what I mean? So, like,
3: right, I yes. don't know.
2: Be be a little bit fearful. <laughs> don't be like.
3: Yeah, no, I, I I'm room. always kind of nervous of those things because you just don't know, and you're just yeah, it's new ground, isn't
2: it? Definitely. Definitely, but no, I can't wait to show
3: you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm really, really looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to be a fly lie. on the fly on the wall during that. <laughs> yeah, it, it would be good. Uh, well, we get to do it in person sometime. Ghost, we get yeah. over there. Absolutely. Yeah, here's You have to come up. What about
2: live Zoom DMT experiences? Ooh. Ooh.
3: <laughs> <Yeah. That's, laughs> allegedly, everyone. Allegedly, the, the pod, <laughs> hey, the podcast isn't named My Third Eye for nothing. I don't, we could have a we could have a competition where 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 uh, your listeners would have to text in whether they know we are doing it that night or not. Ah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, they'd know. know. I have a feeling they'd know pretty quickly, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It it would be the most fantastical... you probably have to spend two days trying to think of a title for (laughs) first. Probably two weeks. (laughs) No, that'd
2: that'd just come to you. Definitely.
3: Yeah. So, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> no, well, I'm. I'm looking forward to doing that anyway. The show. So I don't know. If, is there any way of simplifying how what it will be about? Basically, everything historical you know, um, or you think you know, isn't that way at all. So, yeah, it'll be. It'll be. It'll be a good show. I guarantee you, you'll listen to it and every every bit after it. Oh, definitely. I know. Uh, I, uh
1: Both presentations that I I was privy to. Uh, phew, still, there's just so much. I mean, it, it's it. That'll be an episode. I think that people will have to probably listen to more than once, and it yeah. probably might be a multiple multi
3: part. Series in the podcast just because there's so much information, yeah. As there's a lot, and you won't be the same afterwards. No, I know I wasn't. <laughs> no, it's it, that, uh, that challenged a lot of my views, it, st- it still challenges mine. Um,
2: yeah,
1: so
3: yeah,
2: but uh, the more you find out about it, the more questions it, it gives you,
3: yeah, yeah, that's that's but the but truth. At the the same more, time, I have it, more questions than now than I did when I started, yeah. <laughs>
1: But then, at the same time, it's like you kind of already had that feeling, like you know what? I kind of always kind of thought that before, in, in a roundabout yeah. way, and now, now I know why. Because you know, your your gut's not. You listen to your gut.
3: Yeah, it's true, isn't it? Your 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 gut instinct is such, so, such, an even the way it's said, it you know it's gut or gluttony or whatever instinct it's such a profound thing you just know Absolutely something's right. not right mm, yeah. um, and and it's it's understated it's your gut feeling is 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 a thesis in itself it's because our intuition isn't it it's that wiring the wi-fi connection eh? hey the yeah the third eye <laughs> the third eye connection isn't it isn't it gross? <laughs> it's,
2: it's, it's not only that, though, right? Yes. The the microbiome in our gut talks to other people. Do you know what yes. I mean? So if you're in close proximity of other people, they learn from each other. Yeah. You know, so I guess that goes into the um, terrain versus germ theory type stuff, you know?
3: I, I, um, I'm convinced there's an EMF connection. I, I'm, I, I, I will prove it at some point.
2: Yeah, but that that goes towards the gut feeling. Do yes. you know what I mean? If you if you haven't got that friendly microbiome in your stomach, you're not going to get that gut feeling. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because it's not communicating with the bacteria that surround it. You know.
3: Yeah, I I I think you're absolutely on the money there, Rob.
2: And that's yeah. that's why they prescribe antibiotics at every fucking drop of a hat. You know, it's to smash up yeah. your microbiome.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a deliberate act, isn't it? They, they Absolutely. They know they are giving people antibiotics for so-called virus. It's mm-hmm. fucking insane, huh? You know, no evidence of any bacterial infection, and they're giving them antibiotics. What What is all that about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's a, uh, it's uh, it's, uh, it's it's um, it's mental. But I, I think your your biome is your second brain, isn't it?
2: Your, for sure. Yeah, for I, sure.
3: I, I, I've heard that so many times <laughs> over the years that your your gut your gut health is your mental health. Yeah. And uh, there's definitely something to that. Um we may not know the mechanisms fully or at all, but it doesn't mean it's not true. Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah there's,
2: no, I'm, I'm certain of that. Like gut feeling, you know, if your gut's not working right, it's not going to give you that feeling. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. So, and, and then that, that what, what do you do to improve your gut? So, you take your anulin as your pre, pre as your like your prebiotic, isn't it? And then you take well, uh,
2: your yeah, so, then. So, there's obviously loads of probiotics on the market, yeah. prebiotics and all of that. Um, but the the thing is finding ones that will transit through your entire system. Yeah. So some of them will be so weak that they'll get burnt up by the acids in your stomach, for instance. Mm. Um, yeah. So I mean, for instance, foods when you can get it in your foods, that's the most ideal thing. So things like sauerkraut and um, yes, yeah, yeah, any of those um, sort of fermented type things, kombucha, kimchi.
1: Um, do you remember me asking you about that, Alan, a few months ago? Yeah. Um, yeah. I had heard that on a podcast. And when they ferment it, they ferment it with salt and not the vinegar, because the vinegar um, kind of destroys the the health benefits side of it. Well,
3: it's a, it's a very um, unnatural, not unnatural, but not it's not the predominant natural a- acid production. Right, you're going for the sodium chloride that that's the the most natural form because we are of the sea. Yeah. Um, And that's probably the main reason for that. It must be uh, uh, um, sodium chloride. So sulfuric acid was the original atmospheric, uh, uh, you know, vapor.
2: Oh, that's interesting, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's going to be able to transport through the the stomach. Would you believe...
3: Last I actually had, my, my my son asked me, or my youngest, why why where did the water come from? <laughs> so I went through, well, <laughs> well, son. <laughs> well, <laughs> have <laughs> a said, seat. Do you know, do you know, sit down. <laughs> well, do you know what? Well, he's actually in bed. So I get all these questions from the two of them at night. Um, uh, so he says, where does the water come from? And well, I said, <laughs> so the we had a big hot rock and it cooled down. But there's lots of gases and volcanoes, so there's loads of sulfuric acid in the atmosphere, and it would be a pretty crap place to live. Um, and then some predict that comets came and hit us. We had the great bombardment, I said, and then water came, probably possibly via comets, as we, you know, most believe now may or may not be true. Who knows with everything? But best theory to date. So then all this water was there but and it reacted with the sulfuric sulfur dioxide and we had sulfuric acid atmosphere and a really shit place to live at mm-hmm. that time. We would we would have been just he says what what would have happened to us, we would have just been melted, <laughs> literally. Um and then then life appeared, as we're told. Um bacteria and it started to produce oxygen. Um, And the oxygen reacted with the sulfuric acid. And we ended up with uh, with, uh, sulfur obviously down. And then we had hydrochloric acid. So we ended up with oxygen reacting again um, and basically producing salt, which is when the oceans got their salt. But because the planet was predominantly covered in iron layers, we ended up with oxygen being produced and the planet so slowly rusted. So that you would have seen it if you look from space, you would have seen a big red planet with blue ocean hmm. and then life developed from there. So, so that biome, I, I always maintain the closer, the more primordial you can go in your diet and your approach to your diet to meet the early conditions. The more harmonious it will be with your body, and that yeah, goes back yeah. to when we we hunters and ate, you know, hunter, and we weren't just hunter, we were we we are omnivores, yeah. so we eat meat and and the hedge, and, uh, and uh, that that in itself is um is, is is that's the way I look at diet and how we should obviously I don't practice it. But I <laughs> look at it should be is that we we um we mimic we mimic uh the early primordial behaviors and you mm-hmm. won't go too far wrong because you're already tying into a three billion, at least a three or four billion year uh what would you say, natural existence. You can't go wrong. We're we're yeah, we're, we're living the way we should be. Yeah, absolutely. well this has been great guys Uh, we'll have to do this
1: again absolutely uh, yeah uh, and, and like I, I i told you earlier rob you see why i walk away with a headache sometimes after talking to this guy <laughs> you me many a sleepless night mate i can tell you <laughs> you learn something new every conversation i learn something new from Alan.
3: <laughs> yeah i'm so, um, sorry oh no that's
2: a, <laughs> i love Completely
3: it in a good way you know yeah
2: Yeah,
3: (laughs) likewise from yourselves, I I really do. Well, that's the whole point of all all of this is and that's what we've been denied. We've been denied the right to learn for ourselves.
2: Absolutely. One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. And they've made anybody that wants to look for themselves out to be stupid. Yep. Yes. You know? Yeah.
1: And then here we are now with with technology able to connect all around the world and, and finally seek out one another and bounce ideas bounce opinions bounce our knowledge and everything off each other and and walk away hopefully learning something new or have a Mm -hmm. different view on something that that you you weren't sure about but you had an inkling about and yeah Yeah. it's it's great i love it
2: Let, let me just tell you one this one thing um before we wrap everything up but fulvic acid is something that i've come across recently And it is the most amazing single supplement that there is. Like it transports waste away from your body. It delivers vitamin C and nutritional products such as minerals and electrolytes. It delivers prebiotics and probiotics as well, you know. So it will actually transport all the way through your digestive systems as opposed to being used up in the stomach, which is what happens with most natural medicines, you know, or medicines in general, really um it um it has something called boron in it so it's good for extracting bio uh, nanotech from the body um, oh. boric acid is very good at breaking down the structure of nanotech um yeah i, I know that for sure <laughs> i'm not going to go into how i know that but i know that
1: now where, um, where can you find this at So
2: fulvic acid, there's a really good producer in America or Canada, one of the two, called Black Oxygen Organics. Okay. Now, unfortunately, it's a multi-level marketing thing, and it would be much better if you could just order it online as a single person, do you know what I mean? But generally, it has to go through sales of other people. But if you could find a similar product to that, that wasn't tied to a multi-level marketing thing, that would be an absolute winner. I've been like searching for where I can find some in England. Um, Yeah, I've I've got suspicions of where some is, but I haven't actually gone down to see and test it yet. Okay. Um, But yeah, if you could find a good local supplier of good quality fulvic acid, that's a winner. Like absolute winner. You know, it provides so much nutrition for your body that you could pretty much live on cardboard. Wow. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It is that fucking powerful.
3: Damn! Wow. <clears throat> would you be able to get? Would you be able to share some? We, we get some stuff shared for and You can put it in your your show notes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a link or something.
2: Yeah, I mean, this the problem with the multi level marketing stuff is firstly that it's so expensive, um, but secondly, um, and this is obviously a government thing as well, they've they've been really clamping down on the export of it it might be an easier thing for you to get it considering you're so close. Um, But certainly there was half a million sachets of this stuff that got stopped transiting from source to Europe. Um, So it's a little bit difficult to get hold of right here, right now at the moment, which I sort of foresaw coming, you know. Um, But yeah, it's a, a number one supplement. If you want to just take one thing, that does pretty much most of the things that you'll need, you know.
1: Wow, it uh, something that powerful, and you're like you could live off cardboard.
3: Uh, no one, you know, w- within get, reason. Right, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it's quite why, why else would, <laughs> would, would that alone would, it
1: would make them want to stop the average Joe from getting it? You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely,
2: yeah. absolutely. You know, I mean. Those those loads of things that I just mentioned about that product, with other things you'd need one each. Do you know what I mean? You need one sponge to take the waste away from you. You'd need another thing for the minerals, salt sole, or something like that. Um, then with the boron, you'd need another thing for that, you know, and then the probiotics and the prebiotics, you'd need another thing for that. So you'd end up taking about eight different supplements or maybe even ten different supplements, you know. But you can just take that one thing. Um, if you've got it local to you yeah stockpile that shit man because that is going to come in handy over the next few years
1: yeah i'll definitely have to start looking looking into that see see how co- the nearest place i could you know get it over here
2: yeah it's awesome man awesome like straight okay. away um my sleep was much better um like when i went to the toilet i felt like it was <laughs> you know i was empty again um <laughs> like i had more energy I felt like the blood supply in my body was better and this has been proved because i've there was a investigation into before and after use of fulvic acid um and before you know blood cells a little bit sticky um quite dehydrated quite dark you know no sort of vibrancy to the cells but then within 2 weeks of taking fulvic acid daily the picture-perfect blood cells, do you know what I mean? Bright reds, mm-hmm. you know, shiny, mm-hmm. so you can tell that the oxygen is penetrating the cell walls and that sort of thing, and um, really focused nucleus and that, you know, just looks perfect, you know, compared to a real nasty, gloopy, sort of sticky blood before. Yeah. Um, it oxygenates the blood as well, which is another fucking key thing that it does. <laughs> it breaks down. It's,
3: it's, it sounds like the complete opposite of... As well, we we know someone that um COVID pre- presents itself in the blood. Mm. Um it seems, Absolutely, it, it seems Absolutely. like it the absolute opposite.
2: Absolutely. Um, so, have you seen the blood analysis of before and after, like the vaccines?
3: I I have seen some of those those shots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so particularly like we know someone who has seen firsthand that some blood groups, particularly blood group A, seems to be more prone to this kind of coagulation, sticky. Hmm. I'm, i may be positive. Types. Yeah. So AB positive, I think less so. I always okay, know, knew that, that um, a type A, uh, for some reason, it's is, is kind of a more oxidant um, hemoglobin. Okay. So, again, it's, it sounds like a complete antidote to that scenario, doesn't it? Yeah.
2: yeah, with regards to the blood and the cleansing of the blood. Yeah, definitely.
3: Yeah, the oxygenation is a key factor. That's yeah. what, that's basically what was observed that the, the group, blood group A seems to have more difficulty with absorption
2: okay so this is the other thing that i've been telling everybody with especially with regards to covid is to get a nebulizer and nebulizers are really easy things to get hold of you know it costs between 20 quid for a really cheap one i probably recommend spending 40 to 60 pounds on a more decent one um but by nebulizing something called hydrogen peroxide
1: Mm -hmm.
2: what you actually do is so hydrogen peroxide chemical name is h202 so, it's water with an extra oxygen molecule. So, when you inhale that, so you have to use 3% or less. Okay. And when you inhale that, it basically cleanses your lungs of any detritus that's in there. No. So, somebody that's smoked for a little while, you know, they, that will start to break down the waste that's within their lungs. And the same for any sort of viral conditions that you've got building up. Right. So, basically, I caught COVID. A little while ago um, and I knew the symptoms were coming on so fast because when I went to bed I had a slight chesty cough like real dry cough that seemed a little bit alien to me when I woke up in the morning I had like achy joints all over I had sore throat headache you know real in a real bad way you know after only eight hours of sleep I knew that was COVID right so I got straight onto the nebulizer and did a few other bits and pieces like the vitamin C and that sort of Mm -hmm. thing Literally, within a day, most of it was gone, right? So by inhaling the oxygen, I managed to burn up any of the viral load that was accumulating within me. So what I realized was, you know, COVID's got a reproduction rate that's really quick, you know, mm-hmm. so you get one tiny little piece of it, which might double every hour, you know, but after... For the
3: avoidance of doubt, COVID is the influenza A, B latest variant, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, a manipulated variant, though. Yes. yes, you know what I mean. It's it's not yeah. by accident that it's behaving the way that it is, no. yeah, but that's a whole nother story. But yeah, the nebulizer just smashed it to pieces. Um, my partner, she got COVID from me, but she didn't treat it at all for three days. And after three days, I was like, Jen, why are you not using the nebulizer for fuck's sake? Get on the nebulizer. She started to do it. And she was just like, I feel like this nebulizer saved my life because it w- she was going downhill for three days, hmm. you know, and this is the real important part of it. When people do catch COVID, they need to get onto it straight away. You know, don't do what they say and go home and isolate for 10 days and don't do fuck all the first moment of symptoms. People need to be taking vitamin C zinc. If they have a nebulizer with the H2O2, that is an absolute godsend and like, If you Google it, it will say to you, people are recommending nebulizing hydrogen peroxide. It'll kill you and blah, blah, blah. But that is absolute nonsense. You know, when you think about it, it's just water and oxygen that you're breathing into your lungs. That's it. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And the oxygen just basically smashes anything that isn't living cells. And then the excess oxygen ends up in your bloodstream, you know, and then that goes to your heart, which then oxygenates your heart. And then after that, if there's any residue of oxygen in the blood, then it just gets pumped around your body. Now, if you do it for a little while, you can actually feel areas of low oxygenation in your body because they tingle and you can feel your blood supply has got full of oxygen and it's trying to break through those areas that, you know, that Mm -hmm. have got low oxygen and high inflammation and heavy metal toxicity or any of the other things that could be clogging up our system, you know?
1: Now, is this something you could do
2: daily like yeah absolutely even if you don't have any
1: symptoms you just yeah
2: absolutely um i mean it is best to sort of work up slowly Mm -hmm. you know especially for people like that have smoked or you know been in the building trade and breathed in lots of dust and that sort of thing if you liberate too much of that stuff too quickly it can cause something called the herxheimer effect um which is basically you know say for instance you're starting a new exercise regime and on the first morning you go and run 20 miles you know you're gonna really fucking hurt the next day you know (laughs) yeah the same for people that go and come into the natural healing world and like, oh, this stuff sounds amazing. I'm going to do like five times the amount that they're recommending that I do, you know, and they're going fucking hurt themselves, you know. <laughs>
3: um,
2: so like anybody that's listening, that's thinking about taking up one of these sorts of things, just go really slowly, you know, take a few puffs, put it down for 20 minutes, see how you feel. If you feel good enough, take a few more puffs, but that will kill any sort of viral um bronchial type problem that you could possibly come across.
1: I'm glad you said that because if if I wouldn't have asked that and just went and done it, I would have probably sat there with a nebulizer breathing for 20 minutes and then stopped. Yeah, don't and- do that, man. <laughs> don't because <laughs> yeah. that, that that's just my mentality. You know, I if I'm gonna do it, I'm going hard. You know what I mean? Uh <laughs> not that's not always a good thing.
2: Yeah, little and often, man. Absolutely. Slow and low.
1: Yes, just like a good, (laughs) just like a good barbecue.
2: Slow and definitely, yeah. I mean, (laughs) without going into too much detail, I experienced the Herc farmer effect on a massive scale a few years ago, and it is not something that should be ever done. Seriously, I had no energy for two weeks. I couldn't get off the couch. I had migraines. I was feeling sick. It was fucking horrible.
1: Check that. Damn.
2: yeah it was it was very very nasty
1: I would like to actually have you back on Rob and do a whole episode on on holistic medicine and healing and because I'm really into that with it I was always I always was into it but not practicing and then COVID hit and it was like Uh something in my mind was just like all this bullshit that they're telling us, everything that we, we shut the whole world down for the flu, yeah, and it had me reverting back to well, okay. I, I started out with making the, the the quinine, and I my wife is the one that that saw the the changes in me after about I don't know maybe maybe a month of. Drinking it every every morning, you know, I get sure. up, have a glass. Uh, well, I didn't have a glass at that time because I was the only one drinking, it. I just take the jug and blah, blah 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 blah. Okay, I've had enough. Put it in the fridge. And uh, she's like, "You don't, you don't snore like you did. Uh, my That's breathing so improved." And then shortly after that, I quit smoking cigarettes. I started. Well, I I vape, but you know, I, I'm not getting all the nicotine isn't good for you to begin with but anyway i quit smoking uh just the energy uh i, I don't i don't ache as much as i i do um now mm-hmm. i like i did tell you i do have tennis elbow and it, it flares up and and what have you and i when we wrap this up we can talk off the air for a little bit and you know I'm well, gonna...
2: no, listen i mean this is sort of thing that your listeners should be hearing you know um Just get yourself an eighth of bud with a hundred mil of coconut oil, and put it into a a tiny little glass jar and just heat it over 24 hours, man. Do you know what I mean? You could put it in like a Bay Marie type setup, and keep the mixture at about 100, 104, somewhere around there. So real low heat, okay, Um, and keep stirring it up, mixing it up, and then at the end of it, just sieve out the flour. If you want to, you can put that to one side and use it in a cake or some butter or anything like that. But then the coconut will have infused with THC and the plethora of terpenes that's in your bud. And that will help your RSI, man. In fact, it will fix it. And I could, you know, if I was a betting man, I'd put a lot of money on it. It will fix it.
1: Oh, I bet it would. I know. And, it, I know. it Well, like
2: just, you know, it's as simple as that you know, literally within two days, if you know somebody that would be able to get you high THC and hopefully a bit of CBD type flower material, then yeah, within a couple of days you could have the most amazing medicine going on to that RSI. You know, Nice. Yeah. I
1: definitely want to get in on that, but uh we'll wrap this up and we'll talk off the air for a little bit that way. Yeah, sure. Man. Well, actually we'll wait, wait for Alan because I want him to at least, plug some of his telegram stuff and what have you is there any any do you want people to get a hold of you by any chance or um or do you i mean if you don't that that's fine <laughs> they can just
2: yeah probably you know, rather not mate to be honest um, okay yeah i mean if for instance people want to get in hold of me maybe if they get hold of you if you wouldn't mind doing that and then pass yeah. on messages that you feel are appropriate or like important totally that. yeah, yeah that'd be awesome man. Yeah, I seem to spend most of my time on the phone nowadays, you know, and it's yeah. not really the place that I want to be, you know, I want to be out and, yeah. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, having a nice time and living. Because and, this is one of the things that I feel that a lot of people are doing right now is, you know, they're, they're either worrying about the past or they're worrying about the future and they're not mm. concentrating on now. Do you know what I mean? The only thing that's important is right now. You know, it's this right, this moment, right here, right now. You know, and if you're not doing the things that you want to be doing, you need to be thinking about what is it that I want to be doing in this moment, right here, right now. Absolutely. You know, and not worrying about the future and not worrying about the past. You know.
1: Mm Hmm. Alan, do you want to plug your Telegram channel that that you have that maybe people can get in contact with you through Telegram? Um, I I don't.
3: Sure. Yeah. Or Um, any other
1: ways to get a hold of you or whatever but
3: so if you look on telegram if you look and i guess you'll, you'll post it on the notes mm-hmm. it's the it's the um, uh real history of humanity um look up that and you should find it's 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 open access come in there and if you'll see me <laughs> and ask questions away um and uh yeah yes you'll see what it's about I yes, guess. we're we're on a learning curve now, and it's fun actually sharing the journey with a lot of people. But that, that if this didn't happen now, we would never have met, would we? Absolutely,
2: absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. Although I've lost a lot of friends recently, I've gained a lot of very, very special friends, man. So yes. yeah,
1: yeah, same. I, I look forward good. to to a new journey. Including yourselves, lads. Yeah, <laughs> I met a new friend tonight.
3: So yeah. To, <laughs> There you go it's it's it is like you have to see the goodness and you know even even in the bad there's good it can't be
2: yeah it's the yin yin symbol man mhm
3: yeah exactly they can't uh, they can't control everything as much as they'd like to um no. and uh, it's it's great I just the amount of, I've learned more in the last literally I've learned more in the last uh, two years than I have in the rest of my life put together, yeah. Honestly, it's just been a, a roller coaster. But it's still going. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I I hope it never stops. Every day's a school day, man.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's great. I um, love it. It's like the old Chinese proverb, isn't it? There's some, what is it? I, I said it before, is there's, there's decades where nothing happens. And then there's days where decades happen and mm-hmm. that you may live in exciting times. I think that's where we are now. Absolutely.
1: And you guys can find me at, on Instagram at my third eye podcast. And on Telegram is uh, t.me forward slash my third eye podcast chat and uh, email me at my third eye pod at gmail.com. And again, thank you, Alan. Thank you, Rob. We'll talk a little bit thank off the back. air. And I hope I can't wait to do another conversation because I didn't realize we were we were going to go this long. And I I hope everybody that that listens to the podcast, you know, I'm a new podcast starting out, but I I want I'm my goal. I'm coming out swinging. I'm swinging a fucking sledgehammer And and I want the information (laughs) that
2: that I. There's so many different podcasts that we can do that will piss them off, man. Yes. Brilliant. The whole cancer thing, man, that's, that really pisses them off when people find out about that.
3: Absolutely. Our, 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 our biggest weapon is knowledge. Mm-hmm. That's the more brilliant. knowledge we can share, we'll take the legs from under them. Absolutely. <laughs> Roll on. You do your thing, Ghost. <laughs> All righty.
1: Well, thank you guys for listening to another episode <laughs> of My Third Eye Podcast. And until uh, we meet again, challenge everything and question everything. Stay safe.